Welcome back to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champaign Showers Podcast Network. Today's guest is running for Champaign County Treasurer, Cassandra Johnson, or CJ. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Let's start with your background. Where did you grow up? So I actually grew up in Brooklyn, New York, a neighborhood called East New York in Brooklyn. Uh, and I usually tell people that I grew up in Brooklyn before it was cute. I spent most of my childhood in between the Bronx and Brooklyn. And then I joined the military at 17 just to, again, I wanted to get out, see the world. And I wanted to join the military since I was five. So it was, it was, it was what I was going to be doing. You served over 22 years as a Hebrew and then Arabic linguist, a weapons intelligence analyst, a financial manager. Yes, my ears perked up for that as you run for treasure and operations supervisor for an interagency directorate in Germany. When along the way did you realize you were good with numbers? I was always good at numbers. I mean, I was president of the math team in my high school. So again, numbers has always been easy for me. But in the military, I want to say about four or five years in, I was pegged to be one of the individuals to work with the financial manager for the organization I was with. And basically, she needs to have someone who would quickly learn her duties so that she could actually take lead, go on vacation. So I got slotted to do that. Again, I like information, so I just wanted to learn more and more and understand how everything works. So it kind of started pretty early in my military career. Now, you recently completed an Air Force mission in Southeast Asia. Does that mean you're not out of the military completely? No, I actually retired from the military last summer. After I retired, we moved from my last duty station in D.C. to here, Champaign, mostly because I wanted to be closer to family. And myself and family lives here, so it seemed like an easier fit because my family's a little bit more spread out. So Champaign just made sense. And I like the music, so it was kind of a good idea. You mentioned on your website that working for the Air Force taught you, quote, service, accountability, and transparency. Talk about why those traits are the most important ones in the position of treasure. I would say service is important with any public servant because, I mean, at the end of the day, you're serving the people, not the other way around. You should be doing whatever is all that's in your power to make sure that the people are taken care of, regardless of whatever the challenges of an office are. Accountability, you can take it two ways. Think of it as simply accounts, managing money, fiscal accountability, but then aside from that, just responsibility more than anything else. You actually should be held to a higher standard and you should be required to answer to these people when you may or may not be doing the things that are in their best interest. And aside from that transparency, I feel like the people of the county should know what's going on with their money. They should never have to ask someone why something is going on a certain way. I feel like we should be forward-leaning and explain to people why things are a certain way as opposed to making them have to call and beat down doors to understand what's going on with the funds that are supposed to be servicing the people. Obviously, you have the skills to take on the role of treasurer. Why would you want to run for elected office? Admittedly, it was not my first choice. I retired from the military and I strictly intended to be retired. I mean, we were very much enjoying relaxing and just enjoying getting used to civilian life. But that's just not me. I've never been a person who could sit around idly when people were having difficulties with things and not try to help. So with this office, because I know I have the skills, I've dealt with reconciliation of funds. I've dealt with managing multiple accounts and making processes better. So it just seemed like a calling you can help this community, your new community, improve. Why wouldn't you? So it just seemed like a no-brainer for me. If you can help, you should help. The treasurer's office has had some difficulties within the past year. 
how would you ensure that this office has continuity? We have some trust issues among some of the public. How would you regain that trust? The reason why I've used accountability, service, and transparency as the value that I want to push to the forefront is because I feel that in all things, the residents of this county should know what's going on at all times. If there are challenges with new software, they should know this. If there are issues that are preventing their tax records from being completely accurate, they should know what these things are. So I feel that the biggest concern for me, more than anything else, is making sure that there is no gray area. The, the people understand what's going on at every step, at every phase. And I think that more than anything else, when you're transparent, you let people know what's going on. Yes, there are going to be those who have issues. But at least if you're saying, hey, these are the problems and this is what we're doing to fix them, they'll feel less apprehensive. And even aside from that, they'll feel like you are truly interested in making sure that they are taken care of. And it's not just a, I don't have to tell you what's going on. It's like, hey, you know what? I'm telling you because I want you to know that I'm doing what I can to make this the most effective and efficient office possible. And for me, the continuity piece is something I almost want to make it something that even moves away from the office itself to kind of allow for continuous updating to make it something where regardless of who the treasurer is, there's still an ability to continue processing things seamlessly and not having to rely on someone coming in to train individuals on a process that really should already be spelled out pretty easily. You mentioned reconciliation of funds. We also know that part of your job is to keep the county website update about our financial standing. What other duties as a sign does the treasurer incur? I will say that one of the duties that I don't think they fully express is the requirement to work with the other offices, with the other countywide members, to ensure that there's a seamless operating order, for lack of a better way of putting it, that's more of a military term, but making sure that these different offices work together without making it seem like they're completely islands unto themselves. I feel like in order for this county to truly move past not doing things exactly the way that benefits the people, we all need to work together. And that means regardless of where someone stands, we're doing the work to make sure that our people are taken care of, not our egos, not our individual offices, but the collective. We need to focus on the collective versus being concerned about nitpicking and trying to blame shift or whatever the case may be. You obviously, and from reputation, you play well with others. Have you ever held elected office before? No, I mean, I did have this question come up with someone else. So other private organizations and such, sure, but not political office. I've never held that. I did work as a diplomat for a couple of years in Southeast Asia, and that is similar to the expectations of an elected official. And you obviously have the education for this job. Your master's degree is in what? And what are you working on right now in your doctorate at the University of Southern California? My master's degree is in negotiation conflict resolution, and peace building. Obviously, I I like human interaction. I feel like with most instances, if you can interact well with people, you can get anything done. My doctorate with USC is in organizational change and leadership, 
specifically because I feel like the way that we go about change and change management is not always in the best interest of the community that you're trying to help. So I wanted to learn more about that via more effective change agents. One of the aspects of your job is to work on property taxes and making sure they're out in a timely way and make sure they're accurate. Nothing makes people more anxious than taxes. How will you assure your constituents that that will be done in a timely manner and accurately? With federal funding, there's a, a bit more of a strict requirement for those things. So when I manage an international office in Southeast Asia, I actually ensured that when we were doing reconciliations and such, there was a two-party quality control, for lack of a better way of putting it. Basically, you'd have one individual that would go through the process and, like, uh, and certify that, yes, these are the numbers that are showing up or reflected. And then you'd have someone else do the same thing to ensure that we were basically doing a quality check to make sure we are pushing for the appropriate information. I'm not going to say that that's 100% the best way to move forward, but again, that is one way that we can do it. Now, I won't be able to say 100% whether or not that's going to work for this particular office until I get in there, because the reality is that most of the, the information that I have about the office, it seems like it might work, but ultimately, until you know the big picture of what's going on in the office, you can't say 100% this is what's going to work. And I think that more than anything else, I want the community to recognize that I am interested in doing what's in the best interest of them and then that office to make sure that it's as seamless and effective and efficient as possible. Realistically, I won't know that until I'm actually in the office. There are a lot of Monday morning quarterbacks for what went wrong in that office in the last year. You seem to have thick enough skin to not really absorb the criticism and the scrutiny that will come under this job. How will you handle the emotional side of people watching everything you do to make sure you get off on the right foot? Am I reading you right? You've got thick skin. Yes, I do have thick skin. I mean, realistically, you don't grow up in Brooklyn. (laughs) grew up without fixing, at least the Brooklyn that I grew up in. But even aside from that, I think that because I know that my drive comes from a more altruistic way of thinking, I want to do this job because I want to help people. It's not about trying to make someone feel like I'm the best person ever. I just want to take care of this situation and make it to where these individuals aren't worried about these things. Of course, I know there are always going to be individuals that have problems, who are going to say, oh, well, this person is the reason for that. And the reality is that I know the facts. The facts are the issues that they're dealing with, whatever. Yes, they might have come to a head in the past couple of years, but there are other issues that have been going on for longer than that. So I feel that at the end of the day, I know the facts. I know what's going on. And ultimately, if someone has a problem with what I'm saying, prove me wrong. (laughs) And then we can go from there. And even then, if you do prove me wrong, that just means that I I need to do more homework. So I lived in Chicago for 16 years and moved down here and was a little shocked upstate versus downstate coming from the blue state and Brooklyn and New York. Are you a little surprised with how politics play out here in Champaign County? Not really. At the end of the day, whatever, yes, I I grew up in the city. Initially, I went to college upstate and uh, got to experience the red side of New York. So realistically... Politics tends to kind of follow, I guess, a similar path, regardless of which state you're in. So 
I guess because I've had exposure outside of just the blue areas, I do have a little bit more of an idea of how things work in different locations. So it hasn't been surprising. I will say the one thing that I, I was pleasantly surprised by is how supportive the party has been with helping a relative novice when it comes to, to politics get a little bit more of an understanding of, of moving forward and how to, to build things and how to make things happen in this community. It hasn't been surprising, though, how the, the actual politics works out. The community, the closeness, the support, I was surprised by that a little bit. Agreed. You've been all over the world. Obviously, Champaign-Urbana is your favorite place you've ever lived because you've settled here now. But if you had to pick one other place that you've loved more than any other place that you've lived, where would you pick? Mm, I love more than any place else. I fell in love with Germany. One of the interesting things about traveling the world is that you go to places where you are normally the person that stands out. I would say Germany was the one place, the one country that I went to where from the moment that I got there, the focus wasn't on my difference. The focus was on trying to see how I was similar to these other individuals. And that actually made my experience, my two years living there, pretty wonderful. From your Brooklyn, New York childhood to your current home of Champaign-Urbana, other than the obvious, which would be pizza, what food do you miss from the East Coast? Admittedly, I'm not going to front. I do like the Chicago-style pizza. It took a, a little bit for me to get used to it because it's like, eating cake. It's a pizza cake instead of like an actual pizza that I'm used to. So, so that was weird. I would say I miss Caribbean food. Growing up in Brooklyn, again, growing up in a, a Caribbean household, you have easy access to basically the islands, even in New York. So my mom and dad are both from the Caribbean. If I'm home, both of them are cooking awesome things for me. So, and I can cook the stuff myself, but it's just it's something more comforting, enjoying someone else's cooking to a certain extent. So Caribbean food is definitely what I miss more than anything else. All right. I have to ask, CJ, when you were in the military, did you ever feel like you were at a level that was as respected as men? Or was there still kind of a hierarchy with men at the top? I would say in some instances, yes. And in others, not at all. I feel like earlier on in my career, there was this feeling of the individuals that were being pushed forward were, were males more so than females. I mean, there's a reason why it's taken so long for the Air Force, for example, to have a chief master sergeant of the Air Force who's female, just because the military still, I mean, they're working on it, but they're still a little bit behind when it comes to that equity that we're constantly talking about. The last few years that I was in the military, no, I would say I didn't feel that only because I refused to accept it. I got to a point where I demanded respect to a certain extent, as opposed to just allowing things to kind of happen to, to avoid issues. If somebody wants to support your campaign or do lit drops or get a sign from you or financially is the best way to support your campaign, how can they go about doing that? And what is your website? They have a couple ways. I have a Facebook page and it's Cassandra C.J. Johnson for Champaign County Treasurer. Also, they can actually link up on my website and it's electcj.com. They can actually volunteer. They can just sign up to, to get updates when things are updated. Or again, there's a number there that they can call. Let us know what they're actually interested in helping out with. Thank you for listening to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Cassandra C.J. Johnson, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks so much for having me, Elizabeth.